1: Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic Roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic Roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International.
0: Shalom, I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Yeshua from Genesis, i <laughs> To Revelation. This is part four of the series. There's nothing wrong with the lawgiver. The problem is the receivers of the Torah, and specifically, the problem is the heart of the receivers of the Torah that the Torah was received at Mount Sinai with a stony heart. So he found fault with them, and in finding fault with them or the stony heart, he said, Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Yeshua's family, those who are part of his redeemed or his saved family, they are also called the house of Jacob. Luke in chapter 1 and verse 33, it is written, and he, that is Yeshua, he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. I want you to notice who Yeshua rules and reigns over forever. What is the name of his covenant family? It is the house of Jacob. Paul in Romans 11 explains how the broken branches of Jeremiah chapter 11 and verse 16 are going to be mended or restored. And the olive tree of Romans 11 that Paul is referring to is a restored or a redeemed Olive tree of the new covenant through Yeshua the Messiah, by him shedding his blood on the tree, and for those who accept Yeshua shed blood for the forgiveness of their sins and are saved and redeemed, are a part of his covenant family, and this redeemed or saved olive tree of Romans chapter 11, who is the house of Jacob, consists of the redeemed or the saved house of Israel, or Ephraim, or the house of Joseph, and the redeemed house of Judah. What I want you to notice in Romans chapter 11 is that Romans chapter 11 tells us that both the wild branches and the natural branches are grafted into this redeemed olive tree in Yeshua of which he is the root of that olive tree. So both the wild branches and the natural branches are grafted in. In Romans in chapter 11 and verse 17 we are told that the wild branches when they believe that they are grafted in and most non-jewish believers in yeshua are aware of this but they are not so much aware of what it says in romans 11 verse 24 that the natural branches when they believe are grafted in as well romans 11 verse 24 it is written if you were cut out of the olive tree tree which is wild by nature and you are grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree how much more shall these which be the natural branches be grafted in to their own olive tree what you to notice that all believers in Yeshua as the Messiah are grafted in why are all believers in Yeshua as the Messiah grafted in because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God in order for our sins to be forgiven in order for us to be restored to him we have to go through the blood of Yeshua and the new covenant that he made with the house of Israel and the house of Judah and the literal house of Israel Israel and the house of Judah themselves were broken off all in the world including the house of Jacob are broken off because we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God as it is stated in Romans in chapter 3 and verse 23. So it is the natural olive tree when they believe get grafted into this redeemed olive tree in Yeshua. And then all those from the nations, they are able to be grafted into that tree as well. And when those from the nations get grafted into the tree, they become a part of the tree that they are grafted in. They become a part of the olive tree. And the olive tree is the nation of Israel. So those from the nations in Messiah are adopted or they're grafted in to the nation of Israel. Israel of which Yeshua is the lawgiver and the new covenant is the Torah written upon our heart. So those who are grafted into the new covenant, they are to follow the Torah of Yeshua, the Messiah, and have his Torah written upon their heart. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, it says in Deuteronomy in chapter six, And verse 23, that he brought us out from there, that is Egypt, that he might bring us in, that is the promised land, the land that was promised, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give us the land which he swore unto our fathers. Well, in our minds, we tend to generically think that the children of Israel came out of Egypt to go to, generically, the promised land. However, there was a specific place in the promised land where they were to go. And that is Jerusalem. And when David ruled over Jerusalem, it was called Zion or Mount Zion. And the purpose of coming out of Egypt is to go to Jerusalem. It is to go to Mount Zion. But after the children of Israel put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, they broke the covenant covenant at Mount Sinai because they had stony hearts so in order to bring his people to Jerusalem or Mount Zion he had to give them a new heart he had to perform heart surgery on them and in doing so he gave them the new covenant so through the new covenant and the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit that comes with the new covenant he could write his Torah upon our hearts and bring us to the destination that he set out for us when he brought us out of Egypt, which is Jerusalem or Mount Zion. Now, when you do a graft in horticulture, the name of that grafting process is called Zion. And from the Hebrew word Zion, or in Hebrew, it is Zion, you have the Old English spelling, or transliteration of zion where it is spelled S. C I O N in horticulture is grafting where the Zion is the detached shoot or twig containing buds from a woody plant. Grafting is the method of plant propagation widely used in horticulture where the tissues of one plant are encouraged to fuse with those of another grafting can only be done between reasonably closely related related plants. That is a very important point. Grafting can only be done between reasonably closely related plants. Spiritually speaking, what that means is that Christmas and Easter does not graft with Passover and Tabernacles. It means that Sunday does not graft with Sabbath or Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. In order to perform a graft, From broken branches, you have to have reasonably closely related plants. The name of that graft or the grafting process is Zion. And in making the new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, he, the God of Israel, is going to bring us to Zion. Hebrews in chapter 12 in verse 22, it says, You have come unto me. Mount Zion. Verse 24, and to Yeshua, the mediator of the new covenant. The new covenant is bringing his people to Zion. And in order to bring us to Zion, he has to graft us. And the term in horticulture for that grafting process is Zion. So this tells us spiritually that when he brings his people to Zion, it is going to be a people who are grafted in, of which Romans 11, verse 17, tells us that the wild branches are grafted grafted in and then Romans chapter 11 verse 24 tells us that the natural branches are grafted in in order to understand that when we get grafted in we become a part of the Commonwealth or the nation of Israel Ephesians in chapter 2 in verse 12 says that at that time you were without Messiah now we're got to get a definition of what it means to be without Messiah you are aliens or you are separated from the commonwealth of Israel. To be without Messiah is to be an alien or separated from the commonwealth of Israel, which means in Messiah, you are a part of the commonwealth of Israel. And then it says, if you're without Messiah, you are a stranger from the covenants of promise, which means that if you are in Messiah, you are a partaker of the covenants. A promise. In Messiah, you are a partaker of what was promised to Abraham. That's why it says in Galatians chapter three, verse twenty-nine, that if you are Messiah's, then are you Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise. In Messiah, you are a partaker of the new covenant, and in Messiah, in being a partaker of the covenant promises that was made to the forefathers, that covenant promise included. That that the Messiah is going to take the exiles of Israel scattered in the nations. He's going to return them to the land of Israel. And in doing so, Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 15 through 28, he is going to unite the 12 tribes of Israel. And then he's going to set up his kingdom and rule and reign over them. That in Messiah, if you are from the nations, you are a part of that covenant of promise. So Yeshua, he not only died on the tree to forgive you of your sins, but you are a part of the people that he's gathering from the nations and bringing to his promised land, wherein during the Messianic era, he will set up his kingdom and rule and reign with his redeemed people. And during the Messianic, era, he will give his redeemed people the land that he promised to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. What we have seen so far in our study, we have seen Yeshua in the Torah. We saw that Yeshua created the heavens and the earth, that Yeshua made covenant with Abraham, that Yeshua redeemed his people out of Egypt, that Yeshua defeated Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. Yeshua was the rock that was with the children of Israel in the wilderness. Yeshua is the lawgiver. And the name of his covenant family that he brought out of Egypt is the house of Jacob. The house of Jacob that he brought out of Egypt came out of Egypt by putting the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. And those who did that were the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as well as the mixed multitude. And at Mount Sinai the one who brought the children of Israel out of Egypt that is Yeshua the Messiah addressed his people as the house of Jacob this included the non physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob who came out of Egypt and they are referred to in the Torah as strangers, sojourners they were adopted or they were grafted in therefore it was the people at Mount Sinai who got called out of Egypt and it was this called out assembly of people who Yeshua entered into covenant relationship with. The Greek word for called out assembly is ecclesia, and ecclesia is translated in the New Testament as the church. Therefore we can see that Yeshua redeemed his people out of Egypt and the people People who he redeemed out of Egypt were a called out assembly or ecclesia in Greek. And he brought this called-out people to Mount Sinai. Therefore, the church, or the called-out assembly, or the ecclesia, was born at Mount Sinai. But they broke the covenant at Mount Sinai. Therefore, in Acts chapter 2, they are going to be reborn. In Acts chapter 7, in verse 36, it refers to the coming out of Egypt. It says... He brought them out after that he had showed wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness forty years. Verse 37. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me, him shall you hear. Verse 38. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness who received the lively oracles, that is the Torah, to give unto us The church in the wilderness This verse says that the church Was in the wilderness Well to most Christians the word church Are the believers Who believe in Yeshua Who get identified With the new covenant Or the new testament Yet this says in Acts chapter 7 Verse 38 That the church was in the wilderness The word church Is the strongest number 1577 in the Greek dictionary. It is the Greek word ekklesia, which means a called out assembly. If you get a Greek fairs lexicon of the new testament that is coded to the strong's concordance you can look up the strong's number 1577 the greek word ekklesia and in doing so it will tell you that the greek word ekklesia corresponds to the hebrew word kahal and there are three places in the book of deuteronomy where those who came out of egypt and are at mount Sinai. Sinai, that the event at Mount Sinai is called the Day of the Kahal. Those three places are Deuteronomy in chapter 9 and verse 10, Deuteronomy in chapter 10 and verse 4, and Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 16. So let's look at those references and see how those who came out of Egypt and were at Mount Sinai, the house of Jacob, is called. A ecclesia is called a Cajal. But before we do that, we're going to look at Genesis 35 verses 10 and 11, where Jacob in being given his blessing, that Jacob is referred to as a nation and a kahal or an assembly of nations. In Genesis chapter 35 verse 10, it says, And God said unto him, Your name is Jacob. Your name will not be called any more Jacob. Jacob, but Israel will be your name, and he called his name Israel. And God said to him, "I am God Almighty, or El Shaddai. Be fruitful, multiply a nation, and a kahal of nations shall be of you. Out of Jacob will be a kahal, or a called out assembly of nations. Now let's see how those at Mount Sinai are called a kahal. Deuteronomy in chapter nine, in verse ten. Deuteronomy chapter chapter 9 verse 10 it says the Lord delivered unto me two tables of stone written with the finger of God and on them were written according to all the words which the Lord spoke with you in the mount out of the midst of the fire in the day of the King James says assembly in Hebrew it's kahal the day of the kahal well why didn't the King James translate this as the day of the church because church that word is is associated with Christianity and the New Testament so therefore the King James rendered this as a softer translation and used the word assembly the day of the assembly it could have used the day of the church because the word kahal in Hebrew corresponds with the Greek word ekklesia now let's go to Deuteronomy in chapter 10 and verse 4 we have the second place where those who were at Mount Sinai are called a kahal, an ecclesia, a called out people. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 4. And he wrote on the tables according to the first writing the Ten Commandments which the Lord spake unto you in the mount out of the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly or the day of the kahal. Now let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 15 which is what Acts chapter chapter 7 in verse 37 is referring to which says the Lord your God will raise up unto you a prophet from the midst of you of your brethren like unto me him shall you hearken verse 16 according to all that you desire of the Lord your God in Horeb that is Mount Sinai in the day of the assembly or the day of the kahal so we have reviewed three verses Verses here in the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter nine, verse ten, Deuteronomy chapter ten, verse four, Deuteronomy eighteen, verse sixteen, that calls the event of Mount Sinai as the day of the kahal, the day of the ecclesia, because they were called out of Egypt and they came to Mount Sinai and he entered into a covenant relationship with this called out assembly. But at Mount Sinai, the covenant was broken, and because the covenant was broken. He is going to renew the covenant, make a new covenant with the house of Jacob or the house of Israel and the house of Judah. This is the new covenant of Jeremiah 31 verse 31 and Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 8. In making that new covenant, he is going to give the indwelling Holy Spirit. And therefore, in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, when we have the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, this is when... The church or the ecclesia or the kahal is reborn. So they originally came out of Egypt and were at Mount Sinai. They broke the covenant, and He renewed the covenant in Acts chapter two. And in Acts chapter two, it was for the purpose of bringing His people to Mount Zion. So, what have we covered here in this first part of our series in teaching Yeshua from Genesis to Revelation? We have taught that Yeshua created the heavens and the earth, that Yeshua made covenant with Abraham, that Yeshua. Yeshua brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. He defeated Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. He was the rock that led the children of Israel in the wilderness. He is the lawgiver at Mount Sinai. The people who he brought out of Egypt is the house of Jacob, which consisted of the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, as well as the non-physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. And together, they were called called the house of Jacob at Mount Sinai. The non-physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are regarded as being strangers, sojourners. They were adopted or they were grafted in. So the church, the called out assembly, was born at Mount Sinai, broke the covenant, but they were reborn in Acts chapter 2. Well, that's going to conclude part four of the series on the subject Yeshua from Genesis 2 revelation Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.
1: Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry hebraic heritage ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program if you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area let us know we would like to help you please contact us for more details our website is Hebrutes.org. that's h-e-b-r-o-o-t-s dot O-R-G. we would like to hear from you